Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Liam Smith, one quarter of the Smith family. Liam, first and foremost, how are you and the family coping uh, during this time? Yeah, we're good, mate. Good as can be. You know, it's uh, the mad one, isn't it? Strange times and you know, not much not much you can do, really. But, you know, we're coping, we're coping well. And we just got a new little baby girl, haven't we? So it's, uh, it's good that we can really spend time with her and get to know her, really. Yeah, that, well, that's the truth. Because being a boxer, you're normally away on training camp and and stuff like that. So you don't really get to spend much time with you. I can see your, your message in the background there. She's not sick and tired of you yet. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> she probably is, but she hasn't told me yet. <laughs> how, how are you coping in terms of your training then, Liam? Like, are you are you still managed to hit a bag and stuff like that? Have you got a bag in the garden or anything like that? Or are you just doing your road yeah. work? Yeah, no, just, just the, last, the last two weeks I've been... Um, you know, I've got access to a bag and, um, you know, I, I had to, otherwise I was not going to spew the whole lot, but I'd have touched 14 and a half stone, mate, um, because I'd have just done nothing. I could, you know, if you ask any 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 fighter now, we could have 10 bottles of lager tonight, mate, and do a four, five, six mile run tomorrow. Um, it's been ingrained in us for that long and... There's only so much running I could do, running, coming on, doing shadow in the garden. There's only so many times I could do that. So, um, and then on the flip side of it, I, you know, I could probably try and get to a running so I can do hard running, but I'm not fit enough to do that yet. You know, you understand what I mean? I'm not, right. I'm not fit enough to go on a running so I can do eight eight hundreds at a good pace. So, um, it, it, it's it's been tough in that sense, but. I'm getting fitter now. I've, I've got access to a bag and I've, I've, I've done some good sessions in the last two weeks. You know, I just need to uh, start bringing my weight down and I'd be good to go. And <laughs> saying that as well, like I think the last time you fought when we were out in Phoenix, Arizona, that was in December. But we're in May now. Like You've not got a fight date. Nobody knows when fights are going to come back. Like How are you staying motivated then? By looking at myself in a minute. That's probably the <laughs> The only um, the only way, you know, when you get up and you see yourself going bigger throughout the throughout this time, you know, you've got to motivate yourself to get back into shape. And that, I, I'm when I think, oh well, boxing could be could be coming back slowly, slowly but surely behind closed doors. I need to be not far off ready for, for if I do get a call, then you know I, I, I could get myself on weight in, in in a good few weeks. So I need to bring my weight down and. So once my once my weight's down and once I'm within touching distance, I'm good to go. Fitness has never ever ever been a problem for me. You know, once my weight's down, give me three weeks' notice for the fight and I'll take it. You mentioned it there, Liam, that it could fights could go ahead. Uh, the British Boxing Body Control have came out and said that it's July. They might put shows on behind closed doors and whatnot. How are you, what's your thoughts? I know you did it as an amateur, like a lot of. Fighters, they fight in front of empty stadiums within the world or Europeans or ABAs or whatever. But how are you going to feel as a professional on the cusp of a world title fighting in front of nobody? You know, I, I, I could sit here and I could probably go on about it all day. Like, I just think, you know what? Fight to fight. I'll do it tomorrow. If you told me, go in the garden, you're fighting, but you're getting paid to do so, I'd do it. But then, you know, I could probably say, well, you go in the gym and sometimes throughout camp you have bad spars and you'll just brush them off because you think, no matter what, I'll get it right on the night with, you know, with the crowd there, with the nerves, with the adrenaline. 
and I and I thought to myself, does I imagine you just turned up for the fight, but you couldn't get a frick with no crowds and it was like one of them sparring days, you know, I've had plenty of them where I get in and I just do absolutely nothing, you know what I mean? I just think I can't get going here and I've got no fear factor within the spa. I just think, no, what well, I can't get going here. And I thought to myself, imagine you had one of them and never mind Sam, okay, no one's seeing it, but the next day people are seeing it and people are seeing you've lost or you know what I mean? So it would be hard in that sense. And if you look at it in a bigger picture, mate, I just don't know how it's all going to work, what the money side to it's going to be. I've seen this new thing off the British boxing board with like fighters can't spit in the corner. I've been scrolling before I got the ring, mate. I blow my nose every two minutes. <laughs> I just don't know how it's all going to work. The trainers have got to have masks but the seconds staying there for the full show, I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go ahead. And um, I hope it does return a page soon because I think we need, we need it back and we need sport back on the telly. Definitely. I totally agree with you on that one. Well, let's talk about you then in fights that you've been sort of talked about. Like, let's just go straight to Kelbrook. I mean, when Kelbrook won, uh, I think it was back in the end of January or beginning of February or whenever it was, I can't quite remember now. It was talk about you fighting Kelbrook. Now, I don't know what's happened in these months that... Was was there any negotiations with, with fighting Kelbrook? Anything like that? or I thought there was, mate. And then, like, it's never once been put to me. I've never once seen a pound sign. I've never once seen a venue. I've never once seen anything, a date. You know what I mean? But I got told... Look, I'm gonna do you and Bruce next, and and then Sky asked me would I go down to Kelbrook's fight in Sheffield, which I did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I thought right, this fight's done. This fight's on the cards. Yeah, we're gonna fight next. And they asked Kel after this fight to mention me in his interview. And I know, look, I'm not stupid. I know how boxing works, but I'm also not stupid. I know his demeanour. I know he does not want this fight um, unless he gets very, very good money for it. He doesn't want this fight. It's too high a risk and a low reward for him unless he gets the rewards as in a good, good, good payday. Um, it's too tough a fight for him for him to lose. If he loses to Terence Crawford, people say you lost to an absolute belter, you lost to an elite fighter. If he loses to Liam Smith, I think it would very, very much hurt him and hurt what he's done. So, um, I, I think again, what, what, what we've all said with Khan with with, with himself with Bruce. Khan's not scared of Bruce. Bruce's not scared of me, but I do think he's scared of losing him. I feel like I'm repeating myself all over again, but I just I stand by what I say, you know what I mean? I wanted to fight him. I fight him tomorrow, but I'm not going to chase him for the, you know, the last two, three years of my career, no chance. Oh, that was my next question. You said you're not going to chase him. I was going to say, is that the fight you want next? But if you're not going to chase him, then I guess you're open to fighting anyone. One million percent is the fight I want next, but it's also I'm not going to embarrass myself by, by um, you know, as if I'm uh, chasing a fight with Bruce and you know, I'm, like kind of em- embarrass myself as in like, oh, I just want this Bruce fight because it's like you know, it'd be a big money fight or something like that. I can sit on the back bend, I could fight another, you know, another thing Garcia, I could fight another Mario Lozano and stay in a mandatory position. I'm, I'm the next mandatory for the WBO title. As long as I don't lose, I can't be, you know, I can't be moved unless they order me in a final eliminator. Texier is going to fight Castano. You know, the winner maybe will be entitled to a volunteer defence. And then I'm the next mandatory challenger. So I could just say to Eddie, keep me busy. 
If I keep winning, I keep staying in that position. But I want that fight because it's a big fight for me. It's a big fight for Britain. It's a big fight. You know, it's a big fight. And it'll be a very, very good fight also. And that's the fight I want to be in. So that was a big reason why why I wanted it. And, you know, I thought, how, how hard can it be to make? We're both with Eddie. We're both not getting world title fights next. Exactly. Um, just, just make it. And I've done a little bit of a thing saying I was pissed off with Eddie. And it weren't, weren't so much, oh, I'm pissed off and fuming with Eddie. I just thought... It's hard, man, like I'm telling Eddie how to do his job. I'm not, but Eddie's a clever man. And I think if Eddie wanted that fight, he could have pushed that fight. You know what I mean? And I think he's um, he's sung to to Kells Pims a little bit. You know what I mean? Kells probably said, look, no, we don't want the Smith fight. And, but I think Eddie would like that fight. And I also know first-hand Sky want that fight. So I thought Eddie should have really pushed Kells and said, look, well, you can get X amount for Smith or I can only pay you X amount for somebody else. And, Sure, Kelly jump at the money because he's 33, 34 now, and he's on his way out soon. And like you said, like I think Sky wanted it as well because they released that spawn footage of you, didn't they? Sky, I think it was just after the Kilbrook fight or during it. I mean, I watched the, the sparring footage, and selfishly, for me, I, w- I want to see the fight because I Look, think, uh, honest to God, I'd, I'd be gen- definitely. I'm not gonna start slagging him. I don't need to. I'm not that type of person. You know, if Ben slags me, I slag them right back, but. I'm not going to build something that isn't there yet. He's, he's a very good fighter. When I see him face-to-face, I get on with him, you know what I mean? Um, but I want to fight him. The spars, we had, we had three three spars. Um, the first spar was a good spar. Two of us weren't, weren't really fit. Six rounds. Then on the Wednesday, we'd done eight rounds, which was a very, very good spar. And then on the Friday, we'd done four rounds, and I got cut. It was the only sparring I'd done, the only sparring I've ever done with Calbrook. It was the only sparring I'd done for the full Canelo camp. And it was unfortunate because, obviously not, it would have changed the outcome. But I would have loved a good for, at the time, Kel was working towards a Glockham fight a week before me. I was working towards Canelo. And if we'd have had a solid camp of a four, six-week camp sparring each other, the two of us probably may have been better again, you know what I mean? And, um, I, I was I was gutted they got cut at the time and for, for for a number of reasons, but the spars we had were very good. The stars gelled very very well. You know he, he's you know he's a, he's a good 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 fighter. He's very accurate. Got got very good timing, and um, he's not 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 very awkward if you know what I mean. And not, he's not a typical Ingle awkward nightmare. You know what I mean. And uh, the stars gelled well, and it would be a very very good fight. Again, I agree with you. But you mentioned as well, I think we spoke out in Arizona as well, in Phoenix, back in December. You mentioned Texera, and that's the route you want to take. You want to try and get that WBO belt back and stuff like that. Again, are you going to push Eddie if you can't get the Kel Brook fight is to get yeah. that world title fight? Even like the Kel Brook, you know, I want to be in good fights. I'm 31. I said to Eddie, even, even the conversation we had with Eddie, last year, I had three fights, which was good. You know, I was buzzing with him. I was active for what I've been in the past three fights within the space of the 12 months. But also, he said, you know, I didn't want to... The, the, the conversation and the deal we've done, we'll fight Eggington, then we'll try and get a big one, or we'll have two, and then it'll be a world title, or it'll be a Kelbrook or somebody else. And I fought Garcia, the third fight, and much it was a good fight, and it was in the States. It weren't really what we planned, and I'm not at that age. Now, if I was 26... 25, 26, with 10, 11 fights under my belt. I'd have been buzzing with that because I had three fights 
won the three, got good money for the three of them. And they probably thought, you know what, Eddie, keep giving me them. I'll keep earning a living, banking money, winning fights that I'm favouriting. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm surely not blowing me on trumpet, but surely I should be praised for wanting to fight Kelbrook, wanting to fight Jesse Vargas. I could keep saying to Eddie, give me a Mario Lozano again in Texas and I'll get good money and just keep banking money. I want to be in fights that never lose. I'm probably I'm probably done. 31, you know what I mean? So um I wanna be in I wanna be in decent fights the rest of my career, mate. I don't wanna be in a in fights that people are not interested in and that's why I wanted Kelbrook, if not Kelbrook, Jesse Vargas. That's a very, very good fight that can be made. He was very keen. And probably that was closer than the Kelbrook fight, but he got offered the Mikey Garcia fight, which again, I totally understand. I'm not gonna call him for that. He probably got better money, that's a bigger fight, that's a bigger name. So good on him and the same with Calbrook. If Calbrook fights seven Crawford, then good on him. You know, if he gets good money for it, good on him. But if he doesn't fight Crawford, he should fight me. You know what I mean? And um, again, I think it's a more competitive fight with me than it is with Crawford. I know Crawford's a bigger name. Don't get that mixed up what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I think if you put the people now, Calbrook uh, versus Terence Crawford, who wins, I think it's 95% will tell you Terence Crawford wins. If you put Calbrook versus Liam Smith, maybe 45 six. To sixty percent to say Calbrook wins, it's a very close fight. So um, that's where I'm at. Oh, you're smiling, but I might make wipe that smile off your face with this one. I saw Liam Williams tweet saying that he would like a third fight with you, and I seen your reply it was just two emojis. Was the laughing emoji, and I think it was the the mon- monkey can't see sort of emoji. What's your thoughts on Liam Williams wanting the, the third fight? You know what, mate? I, I, I can't knock him for it in a sense. I, it really hurts him and I've scarred him for life for two defeats you know what I mean he's got two defeats on his record and I'm not going to go into it too much because that's what he tweets for you know what I mean he tweets for people to jump on the bandwagon and I get people saying yeah Liam you should have won the first fight gives a shit about the first fight you got a chance in the second fight to, to do it right and you never you know what I mean and how many somebody tweeted me yesterday and I thought that's right how many chances do you want do you want to keep fighting you four five six times till, till you win one you had two chances. You had one chance, okay, it got took away from you. You had the second chance to put it right and you didn't. And you want to fight me a third time. I want to fight Mungir a second time. I'd love to fight Canelo again. You know what I mean? Obviously, I know it's never, ever going to happen, but I'd love to fight fighters like that, but it's not going to happen. So where am I going to fight? What have you got that I, that I want? I said to him, now, I'll touch on a few things. I'm, I'm not going to, Oh, I'm not one to kiss and tell and you say, but I'll tell you the exact thing I've done, and he knows this. I replied that to him, but I went straight on and messaged him privately on an Instagram message. And uh, I've done this in, in, in America last time he's done it, and, I said, and he knows full well, I said, I'm not about all that Twitter shit, like you're getting other people to jump on the bandwagon. Whatever you've got to say, say it to me, you know what I mean? And he knows this. And... Um, all I'll say is yesterday's message got squashed very quickly. You know what I mean? Uh, they, 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 they got went back and forth. It got put to bed right away. And um, and again, if he, if he wants, he just tries to tweet to get people to talk about it. And look, he's doing well for himself, but he's just trying to keep his name relevant. It's it's it, 
I think it's getting embarrassing what he's doing now, if you know what I mean. He's fucking calling everyone, everyone, everyone out. You're mandatory for Andrade, just keep calling Andrade out, but you're calling Mungia, you're calling Eubank, you're calling Charlo. Like, you know, come on, mate, just, just fucking wait for your Andrade. Fight you in a good position with Andrade, and you've got a, you've got a good chance of beating him. Just wait for your, your chance. Put all your eggs in one basket with Andrade. You beat him, you're world champion. But, again, I said to him last time, I said, I said to him yesterday, it's like, go and win your world title, then I'll take that off you if, that, if you want. And obviously he said, I will win my world title, then I'll give you first defence. So, if that was the case, he's got something then I, I, could, I, could, I could want. But, you know, I beat him again, what, what do I get out of it? But I also said to him, go and tell Frank. I was with Frank when I fought you last time. Frank knows what he paid me last time. Go and tell him. If you, you're barking up the wrong tree to make a fight with me. You should be telling your promoter that. You should be telling your manager that. You know what I mean? But um, I just said, you just keep chasing me. You know what I mean? You can just keep chasing me. I'm chasing other people. You can keep chasing me if you want. You mentioned Mungia. Now, what are you, are you going to stick around at 154? Or if the big fights come at 160, would you finally make that move up to 160? Because how easy is it now for you to make 154? Do you still make it quite comfortably? Or? It's tough, especially, especially now after the long layoff. It's tougher again. But with momentum, I, 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 I can do 154. And I'm going to stay at 154 because of the position I'm in. And, because of, because of my name around the big names, if you know what I mean. As much as, um, you know, Jason Rosario mentioned me in an interview yesterday on his Instagram live. Um, so, I'm, my, my, my plans are 154, but like I just said to you, if Williams beats Andrade and they offer me a fight with Williams for a world title, I'll bite your hand off for it. But, no, Mungia. I've got a... Um, I would have loved to fight right away, you know what I mean? It was, I like him, to be fair. I like the way he goes about his business. I like, um, he just wants to fight, he fights anyone, and he kept very busy last year. And that's what I thought beat me more than anything on the fight when I fought him. I fought Williams November and never fought Mungia till July. And um, when Mungia had, you know, four, I think he had four fights in the 2018. You know, leading up to it, he was active and he was mobile. And um, he's improved, but he was very green when I fought him. He was just, a, you know, had a lot of energy, a lot of very fit. But now I just think, good on you, go, 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 and good luck to you. Whatever you do at middleweight, you know, if our pats ever crossed again, I'd, I'd take it. I'd, 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 I'd bite your hand off it because he's fun to be in a ring with. You know what I mean? He's uh, he always he brings a fight. I give him that. I've got to say, Liam, when I was out in Phoenix and we went to the way and I mean, I can't get over how sort of like how much the Mexican fans loved you. I mean, mm. what can you from Mungia? They just absolutely swarmed this. Like in Mexico, when we, we, you know, I fought in Mexico and that was the more, most eye-opening thing for me, how boxing is over there. Like, now we walked to a gas station to get sun cream. It was absolutely scorching in Hermosillo. And I had no Team Smith tracksuit on, I had nothing. And I walked in the gas station and these two women behind the counter were looking at me like, they're funny and I thought, am I meant to have a t-shirt on here like Dubai? Mm. No, I had no top on it. It was fucking absolutely gross. And I burnt, half an hour, burnt, burnt. You look at the colour of me when I fought um, Lozano, I was burnt to a crisp of front. <laughs> for this 30 minutes it was, that's all I was out there for, but... The women were looking at me, they're funny. And then Paul came in, and a fellow was waiting outside. And the woman said to Paul, 
can we have a photo? Smith, can we have a photo? And they just got it. I thought, wow, this is a gas station in the middle of nowhere here, Masio. And it was just, they're like, football over here to like, say, for instance, like a Stephen Gerrard or somebody just gets recognised. Now, it was like that. I thought, I'm not comparing to Stephen Gerrard, obviously, but for me, walking through there, I got recognised by everybody. I thought, whoa, that's not, that's, it's not like I'm there to fight Canelo again. And the whole bunch know about you know, I was there to fight on undercards against Mario Lozano, so it was just mad how they 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 they, uh, they, they, they got they recognized them. You know, I fought Canal three years ago, but boxing over there, like I said, that ESPN Mexico, I think I think that show was watched by 14 million people or something. The Estrada one, so it was uh, it was mad, but it was also flattening for me, you know what I mean, very flattering that. Got, I got so, so much love there, and obviously it happened again in Phoenix. There was a lot of Mexican fans in Phoenix for Chavez, and you know even Chavez Senior. The really, like how I got on with Chavez Senior is like you know what I mean. Like wow, how, how he's talking to me like that. You know what I mean. He, um, he like got a little soft spot for me. I suppose Stephen, like it's a uh, it's, it's mad the, the relationship I have got with him. So that that that's good to see though. Definitely, I, like I said to you, I was quite impressed when I saw that, like, when I saw you come across the street and all the Mexican fans just ran straight to you and taking selfies and stuff like that. But you think that Cal, your brother Callum, you'd get that some. So I know he, he lost out in the Canelo fight. So I tried to like message Callum to try and get an interview to talk to him about it. But what is Callum's sort of like mindset and his initial reaction to not getting the Canelo fight? I knew he was really, really wanting that fight. He was. I think he was never ever getting the fight anyway. I think. Um, now, again, this can, this can be took the wrong way, and I'll, you could probably get stick for saying this. Now, but if you understand what I mean, then, then I think you accept it. I don't think he was ever getting the fight. I think if you knew how the negotiations went, Callum's never in the running for it. They offered him the same. So they offered Callum a deal and Billy Joe a deal, which both said no, and they slaughtered Callum. You know, like, I thought, why didn't you slaughter Billy Joe? Like you, you try to. I think they try to embarrass Callum now. They got a lot. They get a lot, especially over in America, fired their way to fight Callum. You know, a big one, sixty-eight, who can who can punch. And um, that's what Chavez was saying the other day. I, I retweeted a few things Chavez said on my Instagram, and it was that he thinks Chavez Canelo's not going near Callum because he's too big. But they're getting that said said to them now. Look, the rather fight may may bring them into into the fight even more now. But the offer Callum one deal, which kind of knowing he was saying said, going to say no, and then tried to embarrass him, and said Smith's not back, you know, the highest paid day of his career, and they come back to Billy Joe with a second offer, they never come back to Callum. They come back to Billy Joe with a third offer, never come back to Callum with the second offer, and then they reached an agreement with Billy Joe, and Callum said, now if they would. Whoever they got for the cheapest out of Callum and Billy Joe, if that was the go-ahead, Callum went back and said, I'll take the second offer Billy Joe got. I mean, they still never agreed to that. No, they've done the deal with Billy Joe. So Callum was never, I don't think Callum was ever in the running for the fight. I think he just tried to say we've offered them a fight, which they have, but no one was going to say no. And then they tried to embarrass them and make themselves look good as if, no, we will be wanting to fight Smith. Do you think Callum's probably the one fighter out there in between 160 and 168 that can probably 
beat Canelo because of his sheer size and his power? I think he's got as good a chance as any. You know what I mean? I think Canelo's a very good fighter. Class, one of the best pound for pounds. You know, so talented, so so solid. But I think if anyone's going to beat him, I think Callum's got as good a chance as any. I do, definitely, yeah. What do you, what, what do you think of uh, Billy Joe's chances then? I can frustrate Canelo to a certain extent. I do, um, and I hope he does, and I hope he wins. <laughs> but I think Canelo's got that much patience and that good timing. Like I said, I think Billy Joe's got a lot more chance against the Golovkin. You know, somebody who's going to try and pressure him and put it on him rather than. I think Canelo's a little bit more patient and will pick better shots. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I, I, I think Billy Joe can 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 be com- very competitive early on, especially. But I think Canelo is that little bit that little bit much much ahead. Finally, before I let you go, Liam, enjoy the sunshine. I don't know what it's like in Liverpool, but it's absolutely blue skies and sunshine up here in Scotland. So it's cold this morning. It's just got, it's just started getting nice now, yeah. What? Yeah. I'm just planning before I let you go. Then, um, what's your thoughts on Mike Tyson making a comeback? Did you see his pad work the other night there on Twitter? And what's, what's your thoughts on him coming back? One of his like uh, cliche combos, weren't it? You know the. But I don't know. I don't know what to what to make of it. I hope not, but because he's an absolute legend anyway but then you just think you know what bare knuckle boxing I've offered them 20 million if that's that true it, yeah. I'll take it mate you know what I mean but I don't know I don't. I, I can't see it no matter what he does anyway like I say he lost to Danny Williams he lost to Kevin the Irish kid was Kevin oh yeah, yeah I can't remember his name but I know who you, I know who you mean I know who you're talking McBride. about you lose to him McBride yeah McBride yeah lost to him didn't he yeah yeah and then like I just think you know that hasn't really ruined his reputation, so that's all I'd be bothered about if you come back and, you know, I wouldn't want him to ruin his reputation, but I don't think it will. You know what I mean? He was he was one of the, one of the best heavyweights ever, and uh, you know, it won't ruin his reputation. So he wants to have a go, have a go. I think at first he only wanted three or four round exhibitions. He said, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's gonna have bare knuckles against Shannon Briggs as well, of all people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hmm? And I've seen Briggs on Instagram, and I think that fight could happen. I think there's talk like that fight might might be happening. See, the thing is, as well, Liam. So I said that would be the last question there. Like, with Evander Holyfield's coming back, is there any chance Paul's coming back? No, no, no chance. <laughs> Paul's coming back. No, but I seen I seen a lot. I seen a, a video and it said Holyfield coming back, um, Tyson Briggs, Klitschko, David A, and I thought, man, you just sort of just fight each other. Mm. You know what I mean? Just do Kit Cole, Tyson, David A, Shannon Briggs. The World Boxing Super Series for the, the Golden Oldies. Yeah, just go and um, all fight each other. You're good money because you're all massive names. So they're all going to come back and fight each other. Why not? I'll, I'll yeah. tune in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, Liam, I won't keep you much longer, mate. Go and enjoy your new baby in the sunshine. And uh, again, thank you for this Firefield TV. And hopefully we can get some fight dates soon, mate. Sam, mate, nice one, thanks. Cheers, Liam.